0: Good morning. Today's Sunday, September the 5th, part of our Labor Day weekend uh, honoring all workers in the country. And it's become a holiday, just a long weekend. Um, Tomorrow is actually the holiday. And I think a lot of people are working. So if you're not, be appreciative for all the ones who are. And if you have an employer and you've, got, you've had an extra holiday, that's, that's uh, great. So today we're on day seven of our pilgrimage. And I'm reading from Kenan Visaka's uh, pilgrimage, A Pilgrim's Companion. And it's readings from the Buddhist texts to enhance a pilgrimage to the sacred sites. So they're the editors, although they have put this book together with teachings from the suttas and uh, readings from the suttas. They've put it together based on their own uh, several several experiences being in in India. They now live in Sri Lanka. They were in the United States and then Moved to Sri Lanka way over twenty years ago, and they do so much good work. They're a friend to most of the monastics that many of us know here in America, and uh, they they're always they're always in touch. I've been really fortunate to have uh, some correspondences with them, and they gave me their approval to read from this book, and it's. Uh, I think I think this actually you can get a copy of this at Blue Lotus. But if you're like me, and it's something you've wanted to do and not been able to do yet, traveling to India to see the the sacred sites, the the Buddhist pilgrimage is um, is something I would love to do. So the books on pilgrimages are are the next best thing. So this is day seven. And it's a perfect, beautiful, appropriate reading today. It's the Discourse on Loving Kindness. So let's let that be our practice for today. And there is a story on, the, on how the uh, practice began. And then there is a reflection that's very beautiful. And one of the ones we, this is a good, the the reflection is one that we should all be able to uh, memorize and and, uh, use it in our practice regularly. So why don't we just let this entire time be a kind of meditation on loving kindness. Goodness, excuse me. We have a little uh, cooler weather, which is wonderful, and it's sunny and the sky is uh, blue today instead of being overcast, and it feels like seasonal allergies are back. I think they don't ever go away. So let's sit in a meditation posture that's comfortable for us. And loving-kindness we can do even if you're walking and listening, or if you're uh, getting ready to go to sleep at night. This is a beautiful practice. And I'll read the from the Sutta Nipata 18, and the reflection at the end, and we'll let it all be a meditation. So you can close your eyes, or you can have your eyes open, but... Uh, looking downward to help cut out some of the visual distraction. And cutting out some of that visual distraction, because that is so intense, allows our other senses to kind of pop out a little bit more for us. So, we will practice with this. And when I finish the readings, we can just sit, and sit with with these beautiful teachings, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's this is very timely, very good for me. I, I just realized the uh, Bikuni Kusama just recently died, and her her funeral has been on uh, different uh, YouTube stations, and there's a lot going on correspondence back and forth from all the bhikkhunis and also monks who knew her, and uh, the husband of uh, uh, someone who was very important to me and was at my very first uh, ordination at Blue Lotus when I became a seminary back in 2007, Shwarna, and I won't pronounce the last name correctly, Wikrawami, Wick, Wick, I'm sorry I'm mispronouncing it. Her husband, Ananda, uh, who was a very uh, well-known professor at Northwestern and studied at Cambridge, and was, they, were, they live in Chicago, uh, he just died, and they have both they are both so kind and they've helped so many monastics, and she really took me under her wing and spoke at my first ordination and i have been invited to her home a few times, which is where I first met Bikuni Kusala Kusuma, and um, that was where I first heard her talk and saw how how very how deep and and uh, beautiful her talks were. She really was able to help people understand concepts and. Uh, but w- was so kind and so wonderful. And she was v- visiting and staying at Swarma and Ananda's house, their condo, uh, up in the sky with the most beautiful views I had, I had seen to that point of uh, Lake Michigan. And so he has passed away, and I just read about that this morning in uh, Ayakusama, and I know they were friends. I know they were and they were probably matches intellectually. So this is a beautiful reading for day seven. And may they both attain Nibbana. Day seven reading. The discourse on loving kindness. And I hope you can hear me. Okay, the Discourse on Loving Kindness, day seven of our pilgrimage in India. Once while the Buddha was staying at Sawati, a group of bhikkhus, having gotten suitable subjects of meditation from him, went to a forest to spend the rainy season. While the bhikkhus were in the forest, the tree devas living there felt obliged to descend from their tree abodes and to stay on the ground, hoping that the bhikkhus would soon leave. And remember, daywas are the, these would be the little tree spirits, the, the spirits living in the jungle or the forest. It was their home as well. Hoping that the bhikkhus would soon leave, the dewas became very upset when they learned that the bhikkhus in, intended to stay for three months, They tried to scare the bhikkhus away by harassing them in various ways, especially at night. So it'd be like they were haunting. They made it be like a haunted forest or haunted jungle. The bhikkhus found it impossible to meditate under such conditions, so they returned to the Buddha and told him about their difficulties. The Buddha immediately taught them the metta-sutta, and advised them to return, armed with this protective sutta, to use on the hostile devas. When the bhikkhus went back to the forest, they recited the sutta and radiated the whole area with thoughts of loving-kindness. The devas were so affected by the power of the bhikkhus metta that they allowed them to meditate in peace. This is what the Buddha taught the bhikkhus. One who is skilled in goodness and who wishes to attain that state of perfect peace should be, uh, should be able, honest, truly upright, gentle, and humble. He should be contented, easy to support, not burdened with responsibilities, frugal, tranquil, prudent, courteous, and undemanding. He should refrain from any action for which the wise would blame him. He should always think, May all beings be well and secure. May all beings be happy. Whatever living beings there be, without exception, weak or strong, long or short, stout, middle-sized or thin, large or small, seen or unseen, living near or far, born or yet to be born, may all beings be happy. Let none deceive another nor despise anyone at all. In either anger or ill will, may none wish harm upon another. Just as with her own life, a mother protects her only child one should cultivate boundless loving-kindness toward all beings. One should radiate boundless loving-kindness throughout the universe, above, below, and all around, unhindered, without the slightest ill will, and without a trace of enmity. While standing, walking, sitting, or lying down, whenever awake, one should develop this mindfulness. This is what is called divine abiding. Not holding on to wrong views, being virtuous, endowed with insight, and with sense desires restrained, he will never again be reborn in a womb. Sutta Nipata 1 8. And this is the reflection for today. And actually this is a beautiful reflection to do every day. So as you're sitting, let this wash over you and be a recollection that you think of daily. I am of the nature to age. I am subject to aging. I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken, I am subject to illness, I have not got beyond illness. I am of the nature to die, I am subject to death, I have not got beyond death. Separation from what is pleasing and beloved will definitely happen to me. I am the owner of my kama, the heir of my kama, born of my kama, related to my kama, and I abide supported by my comma, my actions. Whatever comma I do, for good or for evil, to that I will be the heir. These things should be frequently recollected. So now let's sit together, keep sitting. and abide in loving kindness. and we always remember ourselves as well. So we want the best for ourselves. We want to be well. We want to be happy. We want to be at peace. And we are responsible for creating these gifts for ourselves. and we can wish the same to everyone everyone we know and love the strangers to our difficult people to all of the creatures and living beings in this world and even beyond out into the universe radiate out into all these directions, radiating out goodwill, kindness, harmlessness, be aware of the body breathing. If your mind gets caught up in stories, just let the stories go. Just come back to your breath, to the present moment. And in this present moment and the next present moment we can be filled with goodwill and kindness and friendliness towards not only ourselves but to all other beings. Just allow yourself to be at peace. As you exhale, try to just breathe out any tension, and breathe out remnants of those stories, the stories that we're creating or repeating over and over in our heads. Allow them just to leave. beings everywhere, be well, be contented, and find true happiness, be able to care for themselves or be cared for lovingly, and be at peace. And I'd like to read the reflection again. This is important for us to remember, to to realize that life is not endless, and that we are responsible for this life and what we do with it. I am of the nature to age. I am subject to aging. I have not got beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken. I am subject to illness. I have not got beyond illness. I am of the nature to die. I am subject to death. I have not got beyond death. Separation from what is pleasing and beloved will definitely happen to me. I am the owner of my action, my kama, the heir of my kama, born of my kama, related to my kama, and I abide supported by my kama. Whatever action I do, for good or for evil, to that I will be the heir. These things should be frequently recollected. And not recollected to make us be depressed or sad, but recollected to help us remember. Just to remember. And let all, may all of us be aware of our speech, our thoughts, and our actions. This is; These are all part of the comma that we need to be uh, owning. That, we, that belongs to us. So, may we be aware of the words we say, the thoughts we have, and what we do. And may it be a benefit to all living beings including a benefit to ourselves. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I think of the cicadas outside, if you can hear them, they're like the chanting in the background. They're, they're working with us. Um, have a beautiful day. If you have time, keep sitting. And any time, any any break of time you have today, uh, you can practice metta. You can practice just being with yourself and finding spaciousness and tranquility and calm mind. Thank you.